Four in the morning, the hour from night to day, the hour from side to side, the hour for those past thirty. The hour swept clean to the crowing of cocks. The hour when earth betrays us. The hour when wind blows from extinguished stars. The hour of and what if nothing remains after us? The hollow hour, blank, empty. The very pit of all other hours. No one feels good at four in the morning. If ants feel good at four in the morning, three chairs for the ants, and let five o'clock come, if we're to go on living. Wislawa Semborska, Nobel laureate, Poland. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy! Noble, outstanding, magnificent, inspiring, original, artistic, mind-blowing, stories, life, Existence, life, its very existence, is evidenced by its story and in its story. Story is essential to every community, every culture, every society. Stories, resonant stories, meaningful stories, transformational stories endure. They last. Thousands of years. The storyteller is an integral part of every viable community, every sustainable culture, every enduring society. A dominant culture ensures its story is told and heard. They are determined to let it be told, whatever its truth or machinations and heard way beyond their own huddle, carried near and far by every wind. A submissive culture whispers its story, fetched from kin to kin in whispers, until death. A submissive culture allows the truth of its story to be tabooed, to be outsounded, to be revised, crumpled, then trashed. The story, life, existence, life, its very existence is evidenced by its story and in its story.
Ah, but here's the catch. Storytelling is an interaction between the storyteller, whatever the medium, and his or her audience, the listener. It is a cooperative endeavor, a voluntary agreement. In this, one is meaningless without the other. So, who decides the nature of this agreement? The story? The storyteller? Or the audience? Welcome to our fourth session of the Authors Roundtable. Through the series, we are privileged to be joined by authors across many genres from around the globe, best-selling authors, emerging and established authors, authors from publishing houses large and small, indie authors, the storytellers. Seated at our virtual table today, our author is a forensic scientist in Barbados, a Caribbean island, the homeland of Rihanna. Our author is about to take us on a beautiful ride into, well, how should I put it, into the taboo, one of those juicy arenas of a storyteller's world. And I will inquire whether there is a difference between erotica and pornography, and how that plays out in any agreement between the author and her audience. Before we set up Seton Barbados to meet our author, poet, and forensic scientist, Cher Corbin, feel free to partake from our table. The meal is set. My name is Neville. You are on the journey. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Cher, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Authors' Roundtable. Thank you very much, Neville. It's great to be here. You have a fascinating resume. Tell us a bit about yourself. Ah, okay, about myself. Um, I am a writer. I am a visual artist, and I'm also a scientist, mm-hmm. um, which for some may be contradictory <laughs> because science being so logical and, you know, using the left side of my brain, mm-hmm. um, also to be able to write and be a visual artist, it means I'm using the other half as well, too. Yes. Um, I'm a forensic scientist, and I run a government department here in Barbados, but my passion is for writing. Mm which I started about uh, three years ago. Hmm. Why did you you shift into writing? Go ahead. 
that was as a, it was more for a cathartic reason mm. because I was now coming out of my second marriage mm. as I say all the time, um, two marriages, two children, two divorces later. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think that might be the title of my next book. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, so um, it was very stressful. It was at times very demoralizing. Mm. And there were so many questions that I needed to ask, but I realized were never going to be answered. Mm-hmm. So I started putting my thoughts on paper. Mm-hmm. And a young lady who is like my adopted daughter, um, she, she's a, a language student. So I had sent her some of what I had written. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, um, Auntie C, do you know that this is poetry? Um, because she formatted it for me, yeah? Mm-hmm. But I laughed because I said to her, but it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> so, you know, that shows you how much I knew about it <laughs> at the time. Um, but then when she formatted it and I read it, she says, but, you know, it doesn't need to rhyme. Once it has a natural rhythm, mm-hmm. that is what makes it the poetry. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it was like an out-of-body experience at one point because it was like I was writing, um, you know, 10, 15 poems a week. Mm-hmm. And... Um, as I said, it was very cathartic. Mm. So I, after that, I got into the, if you want to say, the writer's community mm-hmm. here in Barbados. Mm-hmm. And I, in 2011, I wrote a semi-autobiographical short story, mm-hmm. which was called The Pink Slip, uh. which spoke to, if you want to say, the notification that I was given for the termination of my marriage. <laughs> right? Sorry, I don't. Um, I, I hope I could be laughing at this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what happened yeah. was that I entered it into our National Independence Festival of Creative, Ar- Creative Arts. Uh-huh. And it not only won a silver medal, mm-hmm. but it also won the most promising adult prose piece for that year. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the stepping stone for me that gave me the confidence to keep going. Mm-hmm. And since that time, I have won a number of other awards. I have also been published in about three or four anthologies. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not my anthologies alone, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, the publication in the other works really, um, I'm very pleased with it because, you know, you're now getting that that notice from your peers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm no longer just writing for myself and putting it on a computer. All right. There are other persons who are looking at, at it and, and they're, they're, they're getting the emotive experience from it. And, you know, that for me, that's brilliant. Yes. So what else should I tell you? Um, I, I, I've just kept on writing that. And in 2012, I decided, you know, I'm going to try my hand at, at art as well, too. Because I, I love to paint, I love to paint watercolors, mm-hmm. and um, that is what I did. And I entered our national festival again, and I won a, a, another medal there again. So it's like you know, the encouragement it's been subtle, but it keeps me going. And I think I'm in a stride right now, if you want to put it that way. No, I and didn't. it's just mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead, please. And, no, go ahead. It's okay. 
Now I did see I did see an image uh, on Facebook, uh, uh, mm-hmm. a painting or an artwork of a woman. I forgot the, the title of it. Crying out for something. Was that a piece right. of yours? Is that a piece? No, of, um, I actually I actually wanted to say this to you because the title of the anthology that we are discussing now, which is called My Solo Cry. Right. Okay. Um, my partner, uh, my business partner, his name is Tracy Greenwich. Mm-hmm. And this painting that you see on the front of the book right. is a painting called Mulatto Girl. Yes. Mulatto Girl. Uh-huh. Um, he, also, he also won silver for this at the National Festival. Uh-huh. But because of the expression on her face, mm-hmm. I realized it spoke very clearly to what I was writing in the anthology. Mm-hmm. So I basically asked his permission, in a sense, to use it for the cover of the book. And he was the one that did all of the graphic work and so on for the book. And um, and this is why, you know, this is why the cover is as it is. I'm very pleased with it. And I think it speaks very, very well to what's written on the inside. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, it does. It does. Well, before we get into the nitty-gritty of my soul cries, I will ask Cher to share with us the beauty of her island, Barbados. Let me also invite you to my newest release, published by iTunes, Audible, and Amazon. The Hunks I Dreamed, a breed beyond the hero, perfectly set for grads and dads. You can listen to it or read it, wherever you are and by whatever means you prefer. Take it with you on your travels, in the car, on the train, on the plane. You'll want to talk about it. The Hunks I Dreamed, a breed beyond the hero. It's on iTunes, Audible, and Amazon. Enjoy it. Share it. It's a great gift. Cheryl, would you please introduce us to Barbados and Barbadians? Um, okay, it is the most beautiful island on the earth. And yeah, okay, I'm biased. All right, it's, <laughs> we are the most easterly of the islands in the in the Caribbean, in the archipelago. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess everybody would know the word Barbados because they also know the name Rihanna. Mm-hmm. And um, what what um, is important for us is we are uh, we have always been an English-based island, mm-hmm. and we have our parliament is one of the oldest in the Caribbean. We are 166 square miles. We're very heavily populated. Um, we have over I think it's over 287,000 people mm-hmm. um, in 166 square miles. I mean Barbados is probably the size of a of a small town in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you come here, even though it is small, it is very cosmopolitan. It seems huge, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and all of the, everything, most of the stuff that you have over there, we have here, we have, we have the nightlife, we have the, um, you know, the businesses, um, the beauty about this place is that we still have a lot of things that are very simple. You know, you can sit with your door open late at night till two o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about being mugged. Mm. You know, people actually pass each other and say good morning. <laughs> people that you don't know, mm. you know. 
Um, and um, it is there's still a lot of that, if you want to say that village atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Even you know, even though um, yes, because of progress and development, we we have lost a lot of it, and we do still have a lot of the northern country um, influences. Mm-hmm. But all in all, um, it is a wonderful place, and it is always warm. Um, the lowest temperature we get here, which is like in February, it may go down to 17 degrees Celsius. Mm. Um, you know, and, and it's usually very green. And as an artist, especially as a visual artist, um, looking at my country through artistic eyes is a, is a marvelous thing. Mm. You know, it's, I look up every day. The sky is as blue as you could ever imagine. Mm. And you can let me know when you gonna book your next ticket Neville because I live right <laughs> up to the airport. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. okay. <laughs> are you sure you're not working? Yeah. Are, are you are you working for the uh, for for the hospitality industry? For the tourism. Well you know they keep telling you that that you know like um there's a slogan that says that you know that everybody must do their part. Mm-hmm. So I think I just you just mine. you just did your mm-hmm. okay now <laughs> now you said you're a forensic scientist and uh, now yeah. you've stumbled into to to art how 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 mm-hmm. do you how did you negotiate those two different worlds is it all one world to you or is it different worlds in your mind well um i think the way how i tend to look at it um my brain tends to have a central door, mm-hmm. okay? So there are times when the door will be open completely and, you know, I can see from one side to the next. Mm-hmm. There are other times where I would go on one side or the other and then shut the door firmly closed, mm-hmm. you know, and just enjoy what I can of the, you know, the emotive, the artistic, you know, like just feeling that flow over you. Mm-hmm. But there are times, because of my job, I have to be very logical, very analytical. Everything is black and white. There are no shades of gray. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, for me, art is almost like a, a, it is like a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Because having to spend eight, sometimes ten hours a day dealing with some... Because as, as a forensic scientist, I'm also the director of the forensic department here in Barbados. Mm. So you're dealing with the legal system, you're dealing with some very um, difficult cases, and you're doing that on a daily basis. You need something to be able to chill down with. Mm-hmm. And my art is both, both literary and visual. That is what that does for me. Mm. So um, I don't really have a conflict between the two. Actually, ironically, sometimes when I write some pieces, um, you know, persons would tell me, yeah, they know I like science because I would bring in terms in the poetry that would not normally be used as as poetic mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. Okay, I may take a scientific term and try to try to to, to bring it in. So um, because it's, it's the science is what is familiar to me. Mm-hmm. So so I hope that explains it. Oh yes, it certainly does. The beauty of every enduring story is in its authenticity, its resonance, its clarity, its ability to capture a living experience or to awaken us to new possibilities, its ability to lift up, inspire, 
clarify, magnify, reveal, recover, reflect, to soothe, to console, to enrich, to empower. The storyteller as surgeon must cut and suture precisely in order to mend the wound properly. One does not want to lose one's patient, does one? To include what does not belong or to exclude what must belong is to spoil that story compromise its longevity and destroy its authenticity. What a job! Courage is not enough. Let's see how our forensic scientist is able to negotiate those tough aspects of getting to the hard truths of story, the realities of adult life. Let's see how she deals with these in My Soul Cries. The title speaks to those elements that a person's soul um, is crying for. As I mean, the title is self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. But the book is sectioned into five parts because in my mind, and especially because of the journey that, um, that I am presently on, there are a number of things that, um, you know, you would cry for. So it is five sections with poetry that speaks to each section. Mm-hmm. So it starts with my soul cries for clarity. Mm-hmm. Then my soul cries in anger. My soul cries in hope. My soul cries with desire. And my soul cries for love. Because that, in a sense, was the journey if you want to say the roller coaster ride <laughs> that I felt that I was on. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there are pieces that are specific to each section and um and that is why I would, you know, once I have the time, I would want to maybe share a piece from each section with you. Some of them are fairly short, so it shouldn't take too long. Okay. But to get you to understand what um what I was feeling at the time and what is so Interesting for me is that mostly women, I think, a lot of women who have gotten hold of my book and they get back to me, you know, they tell me, how did I know this is what they were feeling? Hmm. You know, how did I know to, to put it into such words? I mean, one lady even called me a witch, <laughs> which was really interesting because now I just tell everyone, okay, my broom is parked outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, because, <laughs> right? But I just think um, the, especially in Barbados, a lot of women do not speak about what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's the way how we have been is social conditioning. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I am not absolutely sure, but there are a lot of things that happen with us that we think we are not supposed to speak about. And when they recognized, and and I guess you would probably see that a bit too if you saw my presence on Facebook and so on, the the interactions and the poetry that I put up there and, and, you know, even with the erotica or the sensual poetry, you're expressing feelings and desires that they can can actually relate to. Mm -hmm. 
So that part makes me feel really good, especially when they respond and say, well, you know, uh, my recently young lady said, um, you know, this is the most beautiful piece of poetry that she has ever, that she's ever read. Mm. And it was like, okay, all right. I didn't think it was that fantastic. But then you have to stop and say to yourself, you need to put yourself in that person's shoes. That piece spoke to them at the specific time, mm-hmm. and it gave them what they wanted at that time. Beautiful. And, you know, if that happens, then I think I've done my job, you know. Yes, yes. Before Cher shares excerpts from My Soul Cries, be reminded included in her readings are adult subject matters, beautifully dealt with, nevertheless, adult. The first piece includes, quote-unquote, the N-word. that I'm going to read for you is from the first section in the book which is my soul Christ for clarity Christ for clarity and the piece is entitled stuck 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 in a rhythm that's going nowhere gripped by fear should I dare to question my case my place in this race for award reward my effort Give me the cup to sup of the dreams that I should follow. Sprinkle the path with fairy dust. Click red heels. Feel the wind at my back. Blow. Blow away the nightmare of fear. My dreams. My dreams are black. Are back to the crack of the whip on this nigger's back. Mm. Okay? Yes. Right, you're, you're going. Because mm. <laughs> 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 I thought. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean that in a negative way at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I didn't. I didn't think it was. I didn't <laughs> think it was. Okay. All right. Um, now the next section is my my soul cries in anger. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, this particular piece is about uh, um, this particular piece is about a young person who um, does not get from the home environment what they think they should be getting. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll, just, I'll just read. It's called, it's called Home Sweet Home. And it goes, Laughter, smiles, innocent bantering, conversation surround, echoing, echoing through the mind, a place with no walls. Entrapment swells in the deep-rooted that were offered, hugs, kisses, false comfort, violated by those who shared 23 chromosomes. 
blood thicker than water, diluted by avarice, centered on self, sucking energy like a black hole in life's space. Pull me in, push me down, with no compassion, just loneliness, emptiness, solitude, space where only I can fill in time. Time moves on, limbers on, flinching, aching. Every sting, every word, every glance, it's time for goodbyes. No hugs, no kisses, no cries of sorrow, only laughter, falling tears, blinding, the hidden exit, not seen through the, the eyes of smile. Mm. That's home sweet home. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What's the yeah. inspiration for this particular section? That you're... Um, you mean uh, um, the section on anger? Yes. Uh, I... Or motivation. I shouldn't use the word inspiration. Yeah. But, eh. Well, I think it, it has to do more with um, well, like you know, growing up as a child and and also talking to other persons and so on, there's there's so much that you want to have as if you want to say emotional nourishment, mm-hmm. and the target of where you think you should be getting it, many times you don't mm-hmm. because persons are so wrapped up in their own worlds and doing the things that they want to do mm-hmm. that they don't recognize what you also may need. Mm-hmm. And um, as I said, um, you know, coming out of two marriages, it was like, you know, it's like a, it's a whole pot full of everything. Mm-hmm. And what tends to happen is that when I get a concept or an idea in my head, I try to not only take from my own experiences, but to think of what it would be for other person. Mm-hmm. You know, the conversations I've had and, and things like that. And, and I find that when I put my, my fingers on the keyboard, as I said, it does feel like an out-of-body experience. I don't usually have to think. I mean, the poetry is finished in less than five minutes. Mm. And then I just sit down, and then, you know, I would fine-tune it if it needs fine-tuning. But the majority of the time, mm. I don't edit any of them. Mm. I, just, I just write them. Um, it would be what you would call free verse, I guess, mm-hmm. because I do not use, I don't use punctuation, really. Mm. I use the, the break of the line. Mm-hmm. You know, and the rhythm and, and the stanzas are not necessarily um, the same number of lines in each stanza, you know, depending on, on how I'm feeling as I'm moving through it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's basically how it's done. Mm. So it is really, it's really speaking to what is inside of me. Mm-hmm. Because I will say to you, I have never been trained in the literary arts. Mm. I've, as I said, I'm a scientist. I mean, you, you know, you asked me to tell you the periodic table, I'll be able to tell you that. But, you know, <laughs> you know, you know and in all honesty, it's only recently that I just bought the complete works of Shakespeare because I said to myself, self, you need to read it. <laughs> okay, so, so, so you understand where I'm coming from. Right. So, yes, it, so it can you, be a bit raw. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so why was this, do you think all this was bottled up inside and, was um, uh, churning and now it's just pouring out, or or where? Yeah, well, no, you, go ahead. 
Well, I, I do believe that we are all here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that our destinies are, are, are already determined. The thing is, it is not really where you end up. It is the journey that you're taking to get there. Mm-hmm. And along the way, there are a number of choices that you can make. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people that make bad choices. There are some people that, 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 that make good choices. There are some people who, unfortunately, because of maybe interactions you know, within the universe and karma and whatever else, their, their journey has to be cut short. Mm-hmm. But we, everything, my, my mantra is that everything happens for a reason, and it is always a good reason. The difficulty is, is that at the time when the events are occurring, we do not necessarily know what the reason is. Yeah. And because the events are, the majority of the time, they're quite traumatic, um, we're blinded emotionally, and we can't look at things logically. Hmm. Okay? So for me, and um, some people look at me and tell me, you know, how could you write such beautiful poetry in one side, and then in the next breath, seem to be cold-hearted? It's not that I'm being cold-hearted, it's that I tend to probably be extremely practical and pragmatic most of the time. Hmm. And um, if there, there's certain things I can control, those things that I cannot control, I would use an expletive and say, you know, you know what to do with that. You know, <laughs> but if, I, if, I, you know if I can't control it, um, I work with it until it gets to, I work with something until it gets to the point where I can't control it anymore. But what has happened right now is that because of the stage of, the life, of my life that I'm at, my objective in my life is to be happy mm-hmm. because there's been too much turbulent water under my bridges mm. and I need to simplify. Mm. Um, I think, unfortunately, in doing that, some people may get hurt, which I'm very, very sorry and apologetic for. But right now, I look at my life in five-year bursts. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to, to, to ponder on this too much longer, but when you pass 50, mm-hmm. okay, my son said something to me that I have kept um, close to my heart. He said, he said, Mom, you have lived longer than you're going to live later. And that being said, you should do whatever you have to do to be happy. Yeah. You don't have 50 more years put down. Mm-hmm. Now, you did say so, something. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't mean to cut you. Yeah, down. go ahead. That's all right. Now, you, you did. Uh, why, why did you insert the part that, unfortunately, in the process of either you progressing or being happy, um, that others, uh-huh. others will be hurt? Well, why did you make that statement? Um, because... You know, when you, let, let's, let's look at the whole thing of relationships, mm-hmm. okay? Um, you go through, you go into a relationship. At the beginning of the relationship, you know, both of you have an objective, and the objective, you know, there's such bliss and there's such merriment and, you know, everything seems absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes what tends to happen, um, if usually both persons, they start to move forward at a different rate. Okay, one person may tend to move and develop faster than the other one. The other one, the other person may just be happy to be there with the partner and don't be, you know, and don't want to think of anything else. Mm-hmm. And it, sometimes you come to an impasse. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Mm-hmm. And when you get to that impasse, it is where you have to sometimes give yourself permission to be selfish. Mm-hmm. Because especially if you have gotten older, you, you have to say to yourself, do I spend the rest of my life, of the years that I'm breathing, do I spend the rest of that in just a me, you know, in just a complacent existence, or do I do what I can to leave some sort of meaningful contribution behind mm-hmm. that I'm gone? Mm-hmm. You have to make some really hard decisions for yourself, and and and, and inevitably, um, some people get hurt, but you do you can to try to um, you know to not let that infliction of pain be too much and you know make provision to see to try to help them through it hmm. but hey that's just my that's just my outlook on life it may seem a little bit strange and um, but then it, again Neville you may look at me and go hmm you know so <laughs> <laughs> you're hearing my hmm a lot <laughs> You're not saying it. <laughs> no, I, I know that you don't know me well, but it's typically, I, I would like to think I'm a good listener, so you're hearing the sounds yeah. of my listening, <laughs> and it's not, a, it's not a remark in any way. Um, I know, well, I know, just pulling your leg. When, right. When, okay. when we're back, uh, we'll hear the third piece from Cher. I'm going to do um, this third piece, which is also from the section on anger, but I think uh, there's a reason why I want to do this one. And then I'll do one from the desire section, which is like, um, I'll do one of the mildest erotic ones that I have. Okay. No cursing or anything. Okay. Right. And that will probably prompt a hmm from you. But anyway. yeah. Forever I Want, and this was written last year. Um, in Barbados, we had a whole two or three months where we had such a spate of domestic violence and deaths in the country that had never, ever happened before, mm-hmm. you know, and it, was, it really had the, the whole island in a very disturbed state. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, it hit me as well because um, there was a, a young lady that I knew and someone else that was close to her, um, you know, after this, she'd spoken to them for like a week prior, um, her husband killed her. Oh. And um, so even though you may not necessarily know the victims, you usually know someone who does know the victim. Mm-hmm. So I decided to write this and it's called Forever I Want. Mm. I love you. Always remember that. I love you. Words ringing in my ears. Thundering pulses as the stinging flesh recedes. His hand glowing red from the backward blow. But you know, I love you. He chooses his stakes rare. Blood tastes sweet. Sweet like the feeling he gets when he thrusts and comes in the night. 
he releases himself to the oblivion of his pleasure. His pleasure, his battering, his laughing, his mourning, his bludgeoning. But remember, honey, I love you. The taste is no longer sweet, but bitter. My pain, my anger, my helplessness, his power. Hangs like a dark veil of sticky, clingy cobweb that creeps and covers my soul. I drown in the waves of red fire as my heart and my brain explode. Yesterday is the today of tomorrow. My present is the past of your future. As life is finite, this too will end. And I say to you, honey, I do, but forever I won't. a very powerful piece yeah I it, it is and there are times when I read it and I I feel so angry mm. and then you feel as if you want to go into tears you know because you feel so helpless mm. um, and I, I was very pleased that there were a number of, of um, advocacy groups mm-hmm. um, last year mm. that they used this poem mm-hmm. and they pushed it on their Facebook page Hmm. And um, I, I got a lot of responses from it and, you know, a lot of gratitude and thank yous from women. So, hmm. so I, I, I felt good about that. So the next piece, um, remember I did say there was a section called um, My Soul Cries for Desire. Right. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> I'll share. I'll, yes, here we go now. I'll share. I'll share. Yeah. I'll share a secret with you. This is usually the section that most men just jump to first. <laughs> you know, because... Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you have the platform. Um, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> I have the platform. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'm going to read um, this one, which is called Deuced. Um, I'm told it's the favorite of most. So okay. could you I repeat it? Uh, could you repeat the title? You got okay. clipped just now. Oh, sorry. Um, the title of it is "Seduced." Gotcha. Seduced. Right. Um, and it goes like this: Alone, cool sheets caress my back, waiting patiently for his touch, closing my eyes, letting my senses take control. My mind wanders, twisting and turning through latent desires, fantasies, wishing for some release, waiting brings tension. Sheets rustle, feeling the air around me growing warm, knowing he's near, smelling his manly scent, enveloping, wrapping me in his seminal waves, cresting, forced feminine rivers to flow, breaching labial banks, but he has not yet touched me. Release, 
my hands gripping sheets, caressing my heaving chest, breasts swollen, seeking soothing sanctuary, his masculine edifice penetrates my thoughts, beds my mind, feeds my soul, my whole being yearning, seeking, pleading, seduced by the memory of him. Wow. There we go, Neville. There we go. <laughs> Most of your work erotica, or is it across the spectrum? Um, it is across the spectrum. Um, what I um, what I tend to be working on now is more, uh, if you want to say, love poems, mm-hmm. love poetry. Um, but what ironically is that when I write the love poetry, um, some people tell me that to them it is erotic. So it is not. It is not as if I specifically say, "Well, oh yeah, I am going to write erotica." Um, personally, I find that there are a lot of persons who write erotica and they cross, they jump over that line, that a very thin line between something that's sensual and something that that could possibly be pornographic. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and there's a balance, really. Um, and what I don't like is when you have an erotic piece and pretty much it's like sex by numbers. Mm. You know, do it here, put it there, show me that, show me <laughs> this. Uh, that's not, you know, mm. <laughs> you know, to me that's not erotica. Um, erotica is when you use normal, everyday words mm. in such a manner that it, it, it produces such imagery and such feeling that it's like, oh my goodness, what just happened? Hmm. Kind of thing. Hmm. So I wouldn't exactly ask that of you, Neville, having just read Seduced, but you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just take a hmm and um, leave that as an affirmative. Now, now you mentioned before. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to comment. You did mention before. You did mention uh-huh. before that. Um, that most of the, it's like an out-of-body experience writing, things just pour yeah. out of you. When it comes yeah. to erotica or your love poetry, whichever way we want to put it, um, does that flow just the same, or what's that experience like putting it out? Um, let me tell you. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. I'm a hashtag speechless. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. It flows Mm -hmm. very well. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually. uh, (laughs) Oh boy. It's a good thing you can't see my face. You you usually. (laughs) It's a good thing I probably can't see yours. Um, Usually. um, when I write a piece, it uh, it is the piece itself is is burst in maybe something that you said to someone or that someone has said to you or a thought that you may have, and um, you know it 
it just it just flows. Honestly, I don't know where it comes from, mm-hmm. but not that I'm trying to, to say that I am like this particular person, but I, 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 I guess you would know of Rumi's poetry. Yes, I do. Rumi, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This, I could well imagine how he must have felt when he wrote a lot of his pieces. Mm-hmm. It's just like something you don't know where it comes from, mm-hmm. but it's there, mm-hmm. and you need to share it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Right? I don't write poetry specifically for people. I mean, yeah, I've done a few love letters and stuff for, you know, like weddings and so on and so forth. But um, it, it is usually, sometimes it may be even just a desire that I have. It's not necessarily something I've already done, but, you know, my, I have a really wild, active imagination, which I really cannot speak of right now on air, but you understand. <laughs> Give us a taste of it. Let's see. (laughs) Oh, so you want me read? You want me read another one? (laughs) Okay, go right ahead, please. (laughs) Okay, all right. You see, poor you. Okay, all right. Um, should I? Okay, I'll I'll read. You want um another desire one, or you want one for love? I'll let you choose. I'll let you choose. Uh, You let me choose. Yes, put the one out that's in your heart that you want to put out there. Oh, oh my goodness. You shouldn't tell me that. Okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. That being said, um, this one is called, this one is called Lustful Intent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can get your Mm -hmm. hmm. It's ready. Um, (laughs) Okay, here we go. Okay, Lustful Intent. A glance, a look, that's all it took. Surging adrenaline coursing through veins, once blue, now flooded red, bloodied, heating the pressurized head. Racing torrents of dopamine sped to his brain. Lust defined his assaulted mind, conscience to guide, but temporarily ignored as pleasures prioritized, with reasoning despised and all logic maligned. Across the room, her pheromones loomed, as if spirited, quickened pace assailed his nostrils, violated his loins, motivated his groin, pending doom loomed. Her eyelids fluttered, focusing his gaze intercepted hers, The air thickened, quieting noise, the fear poised to be positioned, captured, and secured. Lift limbs launched as bodies stiffened, exposed skin glistens, tingles as gentle breezes glide over extremities, forcing forcing bodies to bend, stretching, reaching in recognition of lust. Movement, stirring, loins reeling, bodies buzzing, noises moaning, coming to a climactic ending. A glance, a look. That's all it took. (laughs) And there we go, Neville. There we go. Very vivid. (laughs) (laughs) A glance, a look. That's all it took. (laughs) That's all. 
all it took. <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. Okay. You, you must you must have a great deal of fun doing these, don't you? Well, um, I, I guess yes. I it, it's like a flip side, yeah. Because mm-hmm. like sometimes you can't take yourself too seriously, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you write erotic poetry and you have to perform it, okay, yeah, it's a performance. Mm-hmm. All right. I mm-hmm. mean, you see people sitting on the edge of the seat and squirming on the side, and it's like, oh yeah, all right, I got it good, you know. <laughs> You know, but but the important thing is that you know, I'm not going to tip myself too seriously. Sure. You know, I mean, it's it's just another tool. Really. I think for me, the poetry is is more serious than erotica. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess the readers will have to make that determination. Hopefully, they'll read after they listen to this. <laughs> okay. You know. Well, when we come back, I'll 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 find out. You tell them where they can can find your book. Now, where can they find your books? Okay. Um, uh, My Soul Cries is on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is just type in my soul cries and put share or share Corbin after it, and it will send you straight to Amazon. Mm-hmm. I think it's for six ninety nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also on Smashwords. Mm-hmm. Now the thing with Smashwords, it is cheaper on Smashwords, mm-hmm. but in doing the download, if you have a Kindle, mm-hmm. you have to download the file, and then you have to email the file to your Kindle address. So, for convenience, a lot of people just like to go on Amazon mm-hmm. um, because then you know that's a direct thing to your Kindle. Mm-hmm. But um, Smashwords, you can get it from there um, just as well. If you want a hard copy, you would have to email me. Mm-hmm. And um, the email address is c h e r dot i n s i g h t at gmail.com so it is share.insight at gmail.com the one I'd like to share with you now is in the last section of the book which is my soul cries for love Mm-hmm. And it is called I Love Your Way. And <clears throat> I think this will probably just wrap it up quite nicely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. I love your way. I love the way your hand glances across my skin. The way your fingers caress each fine silken hair standing erect in the follicles of my back. The way eastern breezes embrace as your whispered breath cools, falling on the curved arch of my spine. I love the way you hold me close, rocking, swaying, perfect rhythm to the beat of evening's lullaby, bodies bathed by moonlight's kiss. I love the way 
you push up to me, lips nuzzled against my neck, my heart jumping, skipping, playing hopscotch in my chest, pounding so loud that you feel it through my back. I love the way you make me forget the crickets, the whistling frogs who watch from the windowsill, moths flitting, circling, gecko reaching, belly flattened on the screen, his heart beating, synced with mine, with ours. The tick-tock of the analog clock, the siren's wail, high, low, fading, labored breathing, escalating, sliding into murmurs, sound of lids, closing, darkness, midnight symphony, toes exposed, intertwined, arms, legs, fingers, minds, finds comfort, peace in sleep each night. I love your way. Wonderful. And there we go. All right. Well, Cher, Cher, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I wish you well on all your journeys. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. I guess you can say authors have a beautiful job. That was Cher Corbin in the beautiful island of Barbados. And don't forget to grab The Hunks I Dreamed. The Hunks I Dreamed, A Breed Beyond the Hero by Neville D'Angelo. It is available on iTunes, Audible.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble for any of your smart digital or listening devices. The Hunks I Dreamed by Neville D'Angelo. See you next week. <laughs>